Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? Starting to get scared. Starting to get scared. Welcome back to Steven Destroy, the podcast where we watch every Steven Seagal movie so you don't have to. This week we're talking 2004's Out of Reach. Uh, I'm James. I'm Dylan. And um, the first of only two movies from 2004, Steven had a very relaxed year that year. Um, but this is a, a very special occasion Dilla, do you, do you remember what that is? Uh, is this our twentieth episode? It is. Oh, it's our twentieth episode. Uh, a solid five months of Steven Seagal <laughs> movies down, and we're not even quite halfway. Oh, yeah, it was a lot more fun the first uh, part of it. The it's our twentieth episode. That was fun. The rest of it, I didn't like so much. Well, it's a a big milestone uh do you have any surprises for us um i was surprised to find out that it was our 20th episode well you shouldn't have been because i already (laughs) told you that's Um, true next week we have clementine which is the The uh, infamous clementine yeah it was one that we once thought we would always be our one outlier the one lone seagal movie we never saw but we should have known better and dreamed higher so i um one thing that i've been thinking about is how this episode that we're recording now people will be listening to or at least it will be coming out approximately march of 2021 yikes um and thinking about what a what a drastically different world these episodes might be coming out in. Uh, but right now, it is uh, the day we're recording is October 6th, 2020, which is just a, a really long winded way of me bringing up that tomorrow, Hubie Halloween comes out. Uh, Dylan, will you be watching? Um, you know, yes, I will be watching. Now, th- I want you to really. I want you to answer the question again. <laughs> okay. But really, really think about it, and make sure that you're going to be telling me the truth. <laughs> well, if there's a good reason for me to watch Hubie Halloween, if if somehow it will uh, make my life a better one than it was the day before, I will watch Hubie Halloween. I know nothing about Hubie Halloween other than the fact that you've really been hyping it up. And, uh, you know, I think I think the hype that you've given it makes me want to check it out, see what it's all about. So maybe I might watch Hubie Halloween. I won't say definitively yes or no. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about Hubie Halloween on the podcast next week. So, um, so I have to watch two movies for the podcast next week. I you I never said you had to. I just said that I will be talking <laughs> about Hubie Halloween on the podcast next week. Do you mean if, to tell me that you think 
that Clementine's not going to give us enough material for an hour and a half long podcast. My understanding of Clementine is that it's going to be kind of a potentially executive decision at best, my giant at worst, Steven nice. Seagal experience, or maybe arguably my giant at best. But uh, I, you know, but I'm not telling you what to do. You okay. know, yeah. The the fans will tune in next week and find mm-hmm. out. If uh, five months ago you decided you were going to watch <laughs> Hubie Halloween. Well, I mean, I think at this point the fans will, you know, they'll re- look back and be able to reflect on, on you know, the pre and post Hubie Halloween world, you know, between March of 2021 and, and October of 2020. Um, and I think that this will be a very interesting retrospective episode for them uh, next week for Clementine. But uh, okay. I think that we're I think that we're hyping up uh, Clementine maybe even a little bit too much right now because we do have a wonderful, exciting, and easily talked about movie that we watched this week called Out of Reach. We did, um, <laughs> we did. It was uh, one thing I wanted to bring up about it is it was written by a guy named Trevor Miller, mm-hmm. who means nothing to me. But his Wikipedia description was very interesting. It looks like he's written four movies, one of which is Out of Reach. The other is um, Under the Sun, which we will be turning into, tuning into into in two weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, So Seagal liked Out of Reach so much that he wanted to make another one who knows but he wrote those four movies one book and two plays but his wikipedia entry says um and i just feel like this is very odd trevor miller is an english screenwriter author and playwright who the record mirror joked is hailed by some as the voice of a generation Uh, who joked that they were the voice of a generation the Record Mirror, a British weekly music newspaper. I see. Yeah, I I just think it's interesting. Um, yeah, well, specify <laughs> they joked that about him. Yeah, what was uh, what was the, what was it the Record Mirror? Is that what it says? Yeah, the Record Mirror. The Record Mirror. What were they? Uh, what did they have against our, our boy Trevor Miller? Yeah, and then who who decided to upload that to his Wikipedia? Probably because my theory, my well, my theory was Trevor Miller, yeah, um, in some sort of kind of masochistic thing. His Wikipedia picture is also kind of fucked up. Yeah, no offense to Trevor Miller, it's just an odd choice. Yeah, Trevor, if you're listening, and we, I'm sure by this point you are, will will of course taken off to have been an international success by this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Trevor, if you're listening, think about updating the Wikipedia, man. Yeah, well, send us a picture. We'll do it for you. Yep. Uh, Steven Destroy Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a good a good selfie, and we'll upload that to the Wikipedia for you. Um, out of reach. Yeah, we're not beating around the bush on this one. We're not. We're not stalling. We we want we want to talk about out of reach. Now, here's here's how I feel about out of reach. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I think that this is probably better 
than most of the movies we've watched recently. This movie definitely looks better than most of the movies we've watched recently. This I think movie, it fe- I, th- I think it just feels better. Yeah, it does. It, it does. Um, uh, it. If I were watching this and didn't know beforehand Steven Seagal was in it, um, because actually, well, we'll get to this in a second. I didn't know that we were looking at what was supposed to be Steven Seagal in the opening scene of this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, this movie does look like uh, it had maybe a some amount of a budget or just some amount of people that knew how to make a movie look more expensive. Um, because this, again, this does flirt with, with being professional looking for the most part, I would say. It, it flirts with being a real movie, not a yeah. good one, Yeah, but well, it's, yeah, it, it's definitely like more of a movie for the most part. Yeah. Um, we'll dig into it. We will. Steven Seagal, our good friend from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's in it. He, yeah, he is in the movie uh, as William Lansing. Yeah, which uh, thanks to the very uh, informative IMDb trivia, what a coincidence! Steven Seagal was born in Lansing, Michigan. You know, I Sounds actually, fun. I actually knew this one. I was actually ready for that. Oh, yeah, the one time I've been ready for one of these, I was, I was prepared for that one. Um, do you want to do like a? a kind of real quick summary of the plot uh i suppose so um this movie is like kind of a simple um uh i guess but also kind of not i i i I was left with a few questions it follows the very the very traditional sort of formula we're seeing now where everything all like the 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 broad strokes are incredibly simple but there's all these weird little moving pieces that make like movements that you can't really follow yeah there's a lot of just like why has this dude done this who is this dude yeah and it never really gets answered but it's all in service of a very simple plot uh, which is that steven's um, <laughs> 13 year old girl best friend who he's never met this Polish orphan 13 year old girl that he writes letters to and has, uh, has taught, uh, uh, how to do like, uh, like codes, like, like, uh, I, I, I've, I've lost the word, uh, crypt cryptics. Yeah. Cri- cryptology. No, that, I don't think that's what that is. Yeah. That's probably something else, but, uh, I think cryptology yeah. is like the study of, uh, like spooky creatures. Yeah. That's, no, I think that's that is true. No, it's cryptozoology. That is cryptozoology. Crypt crypto cryptology is in fact the study of codes or the art of writing and solving them. Oh, for real? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, nice. My uh, grandpa was obsessed with cryptology, and when I was a little kid, I would go to uh, his house, and he would just try and teach me codes. Uh-huh. Um, so I really connected with this one. Yeah. Where another insane man. <laughs> tries to teach a little kid codes it really reminded me of my years as a 13 year old girl writing letters to my best friend steven seagal yeah um a very relatable story to be sure steven spends a lot of time uh getting the bulk of his uh intel for this movie from children uh um, yeah 
uh, his, his, I'd say his main, he has two like main partners in this film, uh, helping him, uh, figure out where his 13 year old pen pal is. And one of them is like an eight year old boy. Uh, and yeah, who, who like spends half the movie not talking and then he just suddenly like starts talking and it's not really a big deal. And, uh, Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of spending half the movie, not talking, we're, yeah, you just, yeah we're, just, we're just we're just gonna do it because i I'm, I'm tired of this shit uh i can i cannot believe this um especially since he only made two movies this year i don't know what he was doing but steven we know you're listening um you're probably well, you're not listening but if you were listening steven i would beg you i'd implore you to tell us why come out in an interview something tell us why you refused to do adr for these movies now, it is insane because Steven talks like he does his actual own voice work so little yep. in this entire movie. I feel like he is in it about as much as he is in executive decision. Yeah. The My question for you is yeah. uh, how many voice actors replacing Steven did you feel like there were? Thinking back on it. I'd say a minimum of two. Uh, I got three. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking potentially three. (laughs) It was either three or the first dude who, and what's, what's so wild about it is that at least at the beginning, when it's this dude who's supposed to be Steven reading one of the letters to this little girl, he is not, not only is he not trying to do a Steven Seagal voice, he like, I don't think this man knew he was supposed to be dubbing Steven Seagal. He doesn't even talk in a similar like register. Yeah. He's not even like going like lower pitched or like breathy. He sounds like a, like a Sesame street character. Yeah. And what, what's really good to me about this is that this is uh, Steven's first line of dialogue in the entire film. If I'm not mistaken, I think the first uh-huh. time we hear, steven's character speak it is i think he's i don't even think he's on screen i think that they're like doing like a cut to to the girl or to some fucking falcon that that steven's saving mm-hmm. um because steven is again this is going to come as a big shock to our longtime listeners steven is a uh ex-government agent in this movie uh, I forget exactly what he was. Uh, he was like a like an ex. He's either like ex military or ex CIA. I forget what it is. It doesn't matter. So, according to Wikipedia, he was a CSA agent. There you go. Which, whatever, whatever he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. Just so we're clear, CSA. Con- I, I Confederate I don't know what that States means. of America. Yeah, <laughs> it was the last living Confederate. Yeah, um, but he works on a wildlife refuge, and when we first meet him, he's saving a, a falcon from a trap. And I think you're wrong. I don't think it's his first line of dialogue, actually. Is him talking to the falcon? Yeah, he whispers some sweet nothings to the the bird. He's like, um, "You're a good bird. We're gonna get you nice and <laughs> nice and taken care of. Who's yeah, a good bird? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna fix that leg right up for you." We're gonna take. We're gonna get you right back. And then all of a sudden, this fucking muppet starts talking. Yeah. And I, yeah, I understand <laughs> what you mean that you do not realize at first that this is supposed to be Steven Seagal. And 
part of me thinks because after this letter uh where it basically establishes that he's friends with this little girl and he likes to teach her puzzles yeah uh it cuts to steven at a bar and his first line of dialogue in the bar is dubbed over by this dude so it's steven's mouth moving and again this guy who just sounds like he's on sesame street he's trying to teach out account and i feel like they do that and stuff like that to try and um make it a little clearer or like a little less jarring it's not successful yeah but i feel like there you could they successfully pull this off i mean he's he's he sounds nothing like steven skull he's not even trying to yeah none of them try to well actually no i feel so as i was saying is i felt like there were three voices but one of them might just be this same dude later deciding he is going to try and do a seagal impression yeah yeah because i remember towards the end of the of the film or the, the middle of the movie or whatever it is that it happens somebody is trying to do a steven yeah, when he, there's like he's in his hotel room and he's talking to like the little kid, and this like kind of high pitched, friendly voice doing a Seagal impression is genuinely unnerving. Um, and then there's the third dude who's doing like some sort of like cowboy voice. Yeah, uh, he was my favorite. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, Stephen is barely in this movie. Uh, from a dialogue standpoint. Uh, when he is in the film, uh, he sounds like shit. Uh, he, he's, he's not acting. It's like, there's, there's been a lot of talk between us. Uh, uh, maybe not a lot of talk, but we've had a conversation or two off air in which we've discussed the phrase, uh, Steven Seagal is a coward. And, uh, I would posit that, that maybe he isn't one that perhaps Steven Seagal continues to make the incredibly bold and brave decision to be an actor who absolutely refuses to act in any of his movies. No, Steven Seagal is a coward. <laughs> um, but he really does, man. He just gets into some of these scenes, and uh, I, like, I just don't even know what he's going for. I, I, I don't know what he's trying to do. Um, he, it's just so bland. It's just so vanilla. It's like he, it's so monotonous. Um, yeah, that's Steven. Yeah, God, it's just wild. It's just Steven. Um, big thing for me, his friendship with this little girl. Um, I <laughs> I mean, like, there's there's never any sense of it being, like, anything untoward. Uh, it's really not, like, there's... Uh, at least to me, I never felt like there was really a moment in it where Steven's... Uh, you know, friendship with this child, his devotion was ever creepy to me. Yeah, no, I agree but with that. It, it's almost more just um, kind of sad. Yeah, no, it, it definitely... Uh, Stephen feels like he should be, like, 30 or 40 years older <laughs> to, like... I, I don't know. I feel like this feels like a very, like, old man thing. Like more No, so I think you're Steven. 100% right. If Because, again... I mean, my grandpa was always trying to teach me codes and shit. Yeah. So I, I 100% agree that it's like an old man thing to be like, let me teach this little kid, you know, about codes and, and you know, <laughs> how to how to write in code. Yeah. But it it just takes on this vibe that is, again, honestly not creepy um, beyond the fact that it's not even just Steven Seagal, although that is certainly part of it. 
but like he is just like a grown man that and you know he's a pen pal that's fine this like polish orphan that's good you know i guess technically that's like community service but it's it's just weird there's a scene where she's like alone on a playground and she's decoding something that he sent her in the sand and it just says friends forever (laughs) yeah and it's like she's doing that about steven seagal it's just like come on man girl you 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 gotta have some real friends in that orphanage yeah and like um like uh towards the end of the movie when she sees steven for the first time and steven is uh heroically talking about how he wants to um slowly torture his enemy to death (laughs) um the little girl comes out and sees steven and she just says who are you and is like very noticeably afraid of him as she should be as she should be and uh steven's like i told you i'd come like all this stuff um which is i (laughs) look i mean the whole point of the movie is that this um again little girl and her other i don't know orphan colleagues apparently at the orphanage they kick you out at 14 yeah that's what they say um, yeah so she's she's running out of time and i guess steven's plan is to go and he's gonna adopt her did you get that impression yeah i i, I don't totally understand like i read the wikipedia of course oh well, the wikipedia is no help yeah i re- we don't I re- get a, a full synopsis it's just sort of like this is what the movie's about i recall reading that steven is a former something or another living in northern alaska mm-hmm. where he is uh working on some sort of wildlife sanctuary or something where he's fixing falcons mm-hmm. well uh, there's fixing there's, birds that he finds on the ground yeah that's just that's what he does that's how he spends his time setting yeah. these traps <laughs> so, he can, so he can heal these birds he's gonna like stockholm syndrome these birds <laughs> back to health um and so i don't know if it's because the letters stop because they do send him a letter and say like uh, she can't be your friend anymore yeah, she can't be your friend anymore and steven's this like, is getting too weird steven steven's like this doesn't sound like her well and, and so i wasn't sure if that's why he flew to poland so yeah what it is is um he gets this letter that the like um lady who runs the orphanage wrote him that really does basically say uh Irina, this 13 year old girl can't be your friend anymore which like you know what that's okay um that's really it that just is like sorry she can't be your friend anymore and there's a scene right after he reads it of steven in a bathroom just looking heartbroken yep and there is the shot of a passport which made me think that it was like a passport he got for her which doesn't make sense but at least kind of explains why there's just a passport in the shot yeah um Although I guess it could be like he's already decided he's going to go get her and that's his passport. Yeah. But the um ba- basically I mean the plot of the movie is that um these orphan girls have been uh purchased for human trafficking and perhaps the greatest praise that I can give out of reach is that it is not horrifically unpleasant. Um the human trafficking element is um and i don't i would not say that it is handled particularly well um in terms of like 
a real world horror. Yeah, it's it's like barely like handled. Like yeah, know, it's it, I mean it's like treated just sort of like a casual like business, um, which to me watching this movie for a stupid podcast appreciated because I really did not want to have to like be confronted especially in a movie like this with the horrific realities of that so the fact that again the movie's like very casual about it um in dialogue and that's it that's the only way that you it's really you know made clear what's going on although actually there is there is one scene um where there's like bidding going on that um i i didn't mind i mean it's like intense and unpleasant but in like a way that kind of felt genuine i guess and not like exploitative or anything but beyond that it's really just like these characters saying the words human trafficking and just being like the business we're in human trafficking and that's how you know what's going on yeah but my very long-winded <laughs> this whole diatribe has just been that I'm very glad that uh, there's nothing super unpleasant about that in the movie. I was really, really relieved. Yeah, I mean, it's it's handled the same way that every other thing is handled in a Steven Seagal movie. I don't know, man. I could see uh, this movie have gone in a very different way. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I can't think of too many of the movies that we've seen going, like, particularly, like... I don't know. Dark like Dark. that. Yeah. I guess that is true actually. Um I mean <laughs> Hard to Kill is pretty dark. Yeah, but Hard <laughs> to Hard to Kill though. It's like so long ago. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I just I guess it's just sort of I could I could I don't know. Either way, I was relieved. It's like the best thing I could say about Out of Reach um uh, is that it kind of understood what level it was playing at and it stuck to that yeah it it knew what uh yeah it it, it, it's playing a whole different game than a movie that that would handle a thing like that more uh aggressively or seriously uh out of reach is not it's not here for that yeah uh i mean it's not even like a taken um which is good yeah at least i mean taken's a a much better movie than fucking out of reach (laughs) yes it is but it, it anyway the uh, um the bad guy in this one who's a real creep continues a, a trend that i think is going to be pretty common of the bad guys being like the best actors or at least like the most entertaining to watch yep um i mean he's he's just like a creep he's like yeah i mean everything you'd expect him to be yeah he's a a, a kingpin of of trafficking 13 year old well girls. no there he's he's like the uh he's ru- running the op yeah but the real kingpin's a shady businessman yeah who... which of course shocking yeah um and i he doesn't get his comeuppance right doesn't he just disappear from the movie oh uh, do you not know i can't remember <laughs> you don't know yeah i mean ultimately this is just kind of it's just steven it is it's just dude. steven baby i was thinking a lot about how you could just call steven like steven in these movies we say that every week <laughs> i know I, I that's what i mean it's like I, I it keeps coming up i keep watching it and thinking like god like why even give him a name 
because yeah, yeah it's it, oh, god we're gonna do it again it, it's just he, he's the same character he's been every other week he's just as boring as he's been every other week uh he gets into a, a wacky misadventure yeah it's just like the the degree of phoning it in just it, it becomes more shocking each week yeah or maybe not even shocking or maybe i'm just maybe it becomes more like habitualized to me each week i don't even know how to describe it you know he just uh he blows chunks and, yeah uh, he blows chunks again this week yeah and there's not even really anything here that's like super noteworthy i mean we did pretty much the man this is gonna come down as the most repetitive podcast in history well you know uh if people want the experience of watching every uh steven seagal <laughs> yep. movie without the guilt of it uh we'll take the guilt and we'll give you the repetition uh, yeah that's <laughs> our new catchphrase <laughs> yeah we'll take the guilt you take the repetition yeah. it is rough i mean and belly of the beast at least had that insane shit with like the monks chanting away steven's curse at the end <laughs> yeah there's nothing i wouldn't even say there's really anything insane about this movie at all yeah there's nothing interesting about this movie craziest thing is the dubs and yeah easy we can't even capture the the beauty of the dubs um here we really can't I, the, the dubs in this movie are just they're the only thing that'll keep you going through it um it's just seeing who's gonna voice steven next um, I'd say that some of Steven's best performances in this uh, uh, of his entire career come in this movie uh, because he is not performing most of them. I like the I liked the cowboy guy at the end. Yeah, the cowboy I was guy a big was fan great. Of cowboy guy. Um, there's one, there's once more some pretty appalling uh, uh, images of of the stunt guys looking absolutely nothing like Steven. Yeah. <laughs> um, the beginning and the end the f- the first and f- and last shot of this movie are a guy walking through the woods that is apparently supposed to be steven seagal that looks fucking nothing like him um there's a, there's one uh slow motion shot i really like of what is supposed to be steven like just for whatever reason just like doing a roll out from a doorway during the shootout at the end yeah and it's just not i mean it's just like blatantly not steven this dude's hair is like a lot longer and he's of course a, a good bit skinnier yeah he's just doing this fancy role which and uh, I, oh yeah go ahead mm-hmm. go ahead well i was just gonna say i think that the the shot is like um we watch this dude like because sh- we're behind him so it, you know it's a little harder to tell if you're not paying attention yeah i think we watch this guy like shooting people for a good couple seconds too even after the role yeah um yeah it's 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 pretty wild i was i was gonna mention that steven um steven almost looked like he had lost a few pounds for this role to me steven actually looked a little thinner in this movie um maybe he just picked good outfits for this one i don't know but i feel like there were more full body shots of steven in this movie which uh indicated some level of comfort to me for him but i i don't know i i could be making that up i don't necessarily agree or disagree yeah he's still kind of just at like that same level (laughs) yeah i guess i guess we had seen like a a a ramping up of steven just letting it all go and uh and maybe in this movie there there it was just kind of static and so it's it's a little bit harder for me to to like tell 
you know that's true, it's true. like um like right now we're just like frogs boiling in the hot water yeah we can't tell quite when he's getting bigger yeah. or smaller yeah um so you know it's it's out of reach baby yeah yes <laughs> it's um yeah. it's it's not out for justice <laughs> it's not out for a kill it is out of reach did i lose um, you honestly yeah like there's very little to talk about oh i thought i thought i lost my connection oh no I, were you I, just I, sitting there in silence uh, you might have lost connection. I did my whole bit about uh, out for a kill and 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 out out for justice and out of reach. I don't know if you heard oh, those. Yeah, it was I, did. A cla- I was a- did miss it. Okay, yeah, it was a classic bit. Uh, the fans are already written in talking about how much they loved it and how creative they thought I was for thinking of it. Wow. Um, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about this anymore. What, like, is there anything else even to talk about for out of reach? Are we, are we just, are we just there where we're a half an hour into the episode and there's just nothing left? I mean, there's some stuff that I feel like we could kind of pull out, you know? Yeah. The um, only quote I wrote down for the entire movie, and I don't even remember who says it to, to who, <laughs> I guess they're saying it to the girl, to the 13 year old girl, but somebody says the line, I hear you're looking for a man who writes letters. I don't even think they're saying that to the girl, are they? I just like that line. I don't remember who said it or what situation it was in, but just the phrase, I hear you're looking for a man who writes letters, is uh, the least Steven Seagal way to describe Steven Seagal that we've seen so far. So that's that's what I got. If you, if you got some good stuff, please, please, please talk about it. So um, there is a, a little bit of stuff that I like. <laughs> yeah. There's a part where the... Well, you know what I mean. Um, there's a part where near the end they have her tied up at this like um, man, what is it? <laughs> at, like just some sort of like fancy ball or whatever. Yeah. And they know Steven's gonna come infiltrate it to find her, and they have her like tied up downstairs. And there's a guy watching her, and she's like, <laughs> um, and she's like, so why didn't they invite you to the party upstairs? <laughs> this man's like stop trying to get in my head (laughs) um i like that one the interaction between them is also really good uh where she starts coughing and is smoking (laughs) um it's just it's just uh pretty funny um you know she's a a a young girl in a steven seagal movie so I, i i won't harp on her too much for her acting but but it is pretty goofy as she just half-heartedly coughs and it's like, are you going to put that thing out? Or are you going to open the door? And the fucking henchman that's watching her is like, Oh, I guess I'll just open the door. Yeah. He's being polite. Yeah. That's what you do when you're trying to keep somebody captive. It's like, Oh, I'm sorry if the smoking bothers you. I guess I'll just open your exit here. Um, there's, but you know, mm-hmm. there's a part at that same ball where they're like taking her to the basement and they pass this like big thing of hors d'oeuvres and she's like throwing a big fit because she wants to have some of the uh what is it yeah the 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 fraser stuff (laughs) you know (laughs) you know the stuff fraser loves fraser's favorite treat well as a uh i'm not the resident fraser head of this podcast well it's it's like the fancy food the hors d'oeuvres 
I don't know. Caviar. Caviar, yeah, baby. It's caviar. She wants the caviar. Like all Russian orphans. <laughs> no in love. Uh, caviar. She she's like throws a big fix. She wants the caviar, and then they let her go to have some. And she arranges the caviar supposedly in what is supposed to be because she says it out loud. She goes like it is a trap. <laughs> and yeah. um then a little bit later well the, they know what she's done so they like intentionally want steven to get it and so a little bit later they bring the plate to steven and steven like looks at it and it's just three straight lines and it like shows a close-up of each straight line as he says each part he's just like this is a trap and their code it's just three straight lines yep <laughs> um let's see what else i like about out of reach? <laughs> yeah give us the whole rundown man um well the part where steven gets his big country accent uh-huh. uh it's during a shootout with these government dudes that we haven't even touched on but they're just after steven for some reason um yeah they show up at his uh cabin in alaska yeah they trash his cabin yeah and then he kicks all their asses Yep, um, as he does yeah as he does um he hold on so <laughs> fuck i'm busy <laughs> i got you got other stuff going on it's fine yeah um he's in this shootout and he's yelling like you're a whore you're playing nothing but a whore's game and you know what happens to whores huh they always get fucked and then this other guy is like, oh, you're going to fuck me. Um, I like that part. Yeah, that's that was a pretty good line. I, I like the fuck talk. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that there was more fuck talk between Steven and, and the bad guys that are after him. Yeah, I wish Steven was hornier. Only for the Not bad guys. Not in real guys. life. Only for the bad guys. Not in real life. Not in real life. Um, only the exact opposite. Um, one thing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Stephen um, has another of his uh, 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 Valsal moments in this movie. Where uh, I guess it's not sorta. really. Sort of. Yeah, he is like trying to like get a, a, a prostitute to help him out with something. But uh, just another goofy scene of... of this is like... Oh, actually, no. I'm not gonna. That, that I, what I was about to say was incorrect. <laughs> it was factually inaccurate. So we're. I'm, I'm not gonna. What do are you? It. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, he just like he gets a prostitute to like. Uh, I don't even fucking remember. Like, oh, like like uh, seduce this man so that he can get some information from him, so he can sneak up and get some information from him. And um, I like that scene because it's just this man in a restaurant, and this woman walks in, and he like asks the waiter who it is, and I guess the waiter just knows. And the waiter's just like, oh, yeah, that's a lady of the night. She's friends with the store or something. And then there's just a fucking room in the back where he can just immediately walk in and fuck this lady. I don't even understand what that scene was was or what it was doing. Um, like, I understand the point of it, but that whole setup was very confusing to me. Um, yeah. Out of reach. Out of reach. Well... 
I mean, it's um, it's definitely not great. I would argue, I still think it's like comparatively better, but yeah. Yeah. um, ultimately, no. It's it's uh, it's just it's more Steven than you need. Um, so I have actually been a little busy uh, while we've been discussing this, uh-huh. um, trying to do something I forgot to do. <laughs> before we started recording oh um everybody knows we love to prepare carefully for our podcast yeah as they can tell um, when they hear the when they hear the show they can really tell that we put a lot of effort in every week well we put our heart and souls into it and i don't think they should ask for more yeah um i did well as as our fans know because again they're listening to this now in march so the iHeartRadio podcast award nominations have already come out and they know we're nominated. Yep. They know we worked really hard to um succeed at to, that and yeah, to secure those noms. <laughs> to secure the noms, it's always the first step. It is an honor just to be nominated, not as much an honor as winning will be, but it's an honor to have been nominated. Yep. Um uh so about 2 weeks ago I did um, go on Craigslist oh. and uh, post an ad on Craigslist looking for uh, people to let us advertise their business or whatever. Oh. Um, so we could have an ad to read. So we could, um, you know, because we're, we're vying for a lot of different categories but the one that we felt like we had the best chance with was beating Conan O'Brien in the best ad read category. Yeah, that was the that was the one we had going for us. And you can't I I I consider that we could read ads for things without their permission sure. or approval. Yeah. But um I was a little concerned about the um iHeartRadio uh people taking some sort of issue with that and potentially being disqualifying. Yeah. So I did go on Craigslist and post an ad that we were looking for people to let us advertise for them uh, for one cent for an ad read. Yeah. Um, figured it had to be paid just to, I wanted to clear all the bases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have since forgotten about this. Yeah. <laughs> did anybody respond? Um, no, nobody did respond. Um. I also cannot find any evidence of the post, so I do believe that Craigslist took it down. Unbelievable. Um, I wrote a really uh, wild one, too, because I did anticipate reading it on the show. Um, perhaps I made it a little bit too wild, and that is why they took it down. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to just update our fans as they listen along to the journey um that we are still currently looking for uh sponsors to read so we can subsequently get our um our award yeah so you the listener by the time this is out i suppose it's uh uh not useful for for me to to advertise that we are searching for advertisers um on this episode because by the time it's out uh we will have already won our iHeartRadio award. Well, we'll be nominated. Yeah, but I don't 
the the critics no. the critics know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lock. Yeah. Um, they did just take it down though. Like it, I, I went in my history and I could see everything I did as I set up this ad, and um, one of the things in my history is just page not found. Um, I guess I put it in the wrong category or something. Yeah, I, 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 I like. Um, I just, I, I think that we've gotten a little too overconfident because of IMDb, you know. Feel that that may be true. I, I, I just felt like you know it's it's a single cent, you know. You might as well pay a cent. It's like what's the harm, you know? What's the harm? It could be fun. Yeah. Um, I told people that we would refuse to take more than a cent <laughs> because it did not seem worth it. Yeah. Um. Well, well, we'll just say this. I'm sure the viewers can imagine what it said. Yeah, the, it was the listeners. really good guys yeah, yeah. guys this it would have really been good. one of your favorite episodes it would have ironically been the bit that got us the iHeartRadio podcast award yeah but of course we'll have to wait until next week to figure out which bit it was that actually got it done for us yeah because we'll know next week <laughs> yeah yeah because as soon as we lay down our first ad read it's over yeah that's going to um, be the one that really gets it. I was also, I had a whole thing in mind, but now that I realize that, now, <laughs> see, <laughs> all this time I figured that they, nobody was interested, uh-huh. you know, that it was me. Mm-hmm. But now that I realize that Craigslist sabotaged us, yeah, I, I'm feeling a, actually a little bit more energized now. Um, I did have a whole bit in mind. I was going to um, <laughs> pay somebody also on Craigslist to write us award-winning ad copy yeah and then um i also considered uh hiring (laughs) us an intern through craigslist well i mean i don't even know what our our current actual interns would even would think of that Um, are you mean our overworked and underpaid interns that we currently have are overworked and working entirely for free and and for exposure in uh, interns yes (laughs) yeah well, exposure to us and us only, but that also would qualify, I think, pretty pretty clearly as underpaid. I mean, they couldn't even get us a sponsor. They couldn't even maintain yeah. a single Craigslist ad. Well, Should I? This is what I'm saying is that you're, you're talking about them being underpaid. I'd argue at this point they're overpaid. They should be paying us for the bullshit that they've put us through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. So, yes. <clears throat> all right sorry so out of reach oh yeah we watched that this week we did watch it we've been stumbling through it it's a rough one i think that um this is going to be a really hard podcast to complete um i i think that at this point i'm trying to take uh, a positive outlook on the whole thing uh, uh i i feel as though um as borderline impossible as that is to do it it is our only it is our only recourse here is we have to try to take a positive outlook to the whole thing so i i think uh and and this is another of our award-winning bits where we try to figure out what we're going to do for the rest of the time on our podcast in the middle of our podcast i Um, i'm going to interrupt you very quickly only to specify that when i said um i don't even remember what i said but a very hard podcast to do i think Mm -hmm. i did refer to just our podcast in general not the specific episode but oh yeah no i know do continue 
I was saying I think that uh, I, I think that we're almost gonna have to re envision how we uh, how we do some of the episodes moving forward because we're I have a feeling Clementine might be a little wacky because Clementine will not feature very much Steven Seagal, but well, because, that's why we're because, watching. Oh yeah, go ahead. Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Well, what I'm saying is is that because there will be so little Steven Seagal in it. Uh, uh, this could be a good episode for us to uh, begin to figure out how it is that we're going to fill our time up because I have a feeling that uh, the way that we've just had to stretch out 48 minutes here is uh, going to become commonplace moving forward um, because there's going to be so little variation in these movies that there's going to be so little to talk about. Um, so, you know, this is just for us, for the fans. This could be a pivotal moment for us where we think we might need to introduce some more recurring bits is all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. So like what, what bits are we thinking? Well, um, <clears throat> well, we, we just have so many of them and so many of them have won awards. It's hard for me to remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, well, you know, we've had games. We, we have tr- games. We- I do have a game. Okay. We can play the game right now if you want. <laughs> well, let's get to the game after we do classic uh, brainstorm chat with Stephen Destroy. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we have our brain- classic award-winning bit. What do, what do we do on our podcast? Some sound, I would argue, um, the person who puts our podcasts on his podcast network yeah. might argue, just just make the episode shorter. <laughs> Just let the episodes be a little shorter. And to that, I say, ha. <laughs> to that, I say, uh, Mark Marin didn't get where he was by making his episode shorter. Yeah. Um, and by get where he was, you mean get on or get where he is or something. You mean onto our podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, as a recurring guest on, hey, Mark Marin chat. We do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark Marin chat. Um <laughs> Right. Do you think I could send Mark Marin a message on Twitter asking him to be on our podcast and he would do it? Absolutely not. Why? <laughs> I would wager that there are a lot of people asking him to do that. No, Mark. <laughs> I would just I would just throw it out there that maybe just because we're friends now, us and Mr. Marin. Yeah. So it would make sense that if we just used his personal phone number that we, of course, both have that, mm-hmm. that we could just call him and ask. But I agree that that would be maybe a little forward, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe he gave us his number in good faith that we would never call him. So <laughs> <laughs> um, he did. He, he gave it us and he said, don't ever call this number. <laughs> yeah. Very specific instructions uh, written on the back of the sheet. So maybe we should dm him on twitter okay i'm i'm not currently on the medium uh anymore Mm -hmm. um but i know that you uh my esteemed colleague i know that you are on twitter so maybe you maybe you could ask him maybe he'd say yes yeah i'm sure he would um but let's make him sweat a little yeah um Let's make him really, really uh, want it. Don't forget to at him, hashtag, hey, Mark, come on Steven Destroy podcast. Yep. Very important. Um, well, 
Um, I do. I. Ah, <laughs> uh, Steven, destroy. We're here, man. We're doing it. We're here. We're doing it. And we love it. And we love it. It is the podcast we love to do. Yep. It's um, the only podcast that we do, so we have to love it. Let's. You know what? Let's play the game. Let's play the game. Because the game is called uh, WTS. What the Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you think we'd get in a lot of trouble if I if I put Mark Maron's theme song right right there in the episode? We'd probably get in trouble for that, right? Yeah, it would be fucked up if we used existing music <laughs> as a theme song on this show. Yeah, but what if, what if we used mm-hmm. it and then every time he says fuck, I replace it with Steve? Then it's different, right? That's how copyright works isn't it yeah no i think that is right yeah um it's yeah, a good, it's a good thing i went to music school and they taught me all this stuff and so. I, I, and you know what worst case let me rephrase this best case scenario yep he, he does find us. out he does sue we take him to court in the courtroom hey mark Come on, Steven Destroy Podcast. You know what? Yeah, we get him into the courtroom. We say, Mark, we'll take the episode down. We don't even like the podcast, but we would like it a lot better <laughs> if, if you just came on our show to talk about this with us. We, we'll get the lawyers out of here. It'll just be boys being boys. You know? you know what? Let's talk about it on the podcast. That's what I'm saying. Let's get let's, him on here let's, and let's discuss our legal we'll, actions. We'll, we can do it in the garage. All right. Yeah. Dylan's allergic to cats. So, Absolutely. Mark, you got to put those cats down. Got to get rid of but them. We can. You gotta put those cats down, but we can we can do it in the garage, or you can come to where I live. You know, mm-hmm. you can come to my house. Yeah, we'll give All you right. we'll give you that address on air, Mark. If you if you reply to us on Twitter, <laughs> Mark, send me a DM. <laughs> yeah, I will give you my address on the air so you can know where to go. Yep, and then we'll we'll talk it out. Um, let's play the game. You know what? Let's play the game. Well, let's play the game. Before we do, are you going to watch Hubie Halloween, or do I need to make that a condition of if you lose the game? Um, let's make it a condition, and I might still watch it anyway. And okay. I, I will say, before we get into this this game, it is currently October 6th, yeah. uh, of course, because it's, it's Hubie Halloween Eve. And uh, James Barrett, if I were to have told you uh, uh, in mid-April of this year... <laughs> That on October sixth, the the eve of Hubie Halloween, um, that uh, you've been uh, crazily ranting about how Mark Marin needed to come on our podcast, uh, fifty four minutes into uh, a enthralling episode of Stephen Destroy. Just how lucky would you have felt back then? You know what? I'll, I'll actually I'll push it even back. I'll push it back to January, pre COVID. How lucky would you have felt that in the in the midst of a global pandemic, you'd have been ranting about Mark Marin coming on your podcast? Uh, by October of this year, how, how do you, how lucky would you have felt? I think I would say I would have felt zero percent lucky. Oh, but also zero percent surprised. You know what? Ditto, bro. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. This is our twentieth anniversary special, so yeah. I think we're allowed a little bit to be a little freewheeling to get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steven Destroy you've come to love. Yeah, the award-winning, you know, what really brought in the fans, um, you know, you tune in, 
It says Steven Destroy on there, but you never know what you're going to get. You never know how much we're going to actually talk about Steven. Um, you don't know if we're going to like Steven. Yeah. I hope you know we don't like him. We, we made the picture specific, so it kind of looks like we probably don't like him. Yeah. But you never know. That's true. You might have thought it was all a big bit and that we were, we were uh, you know, going to talk about how we didn't think Steven belonged behind bars. But you Yeah, or he wrong. belongs behind my bars because yeah. I'm keeping him as a pet. <laughs> yeah, so we can see him at the Steven Destroy Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, how much admission <laughs> would you pay? How much? Here's a legitimate question. <laughs> and here's going to be a legitimate answer. How much would you pay to go to the Steven Destroy Zoo if it meant you could throw whatever you wanted at Steven Seagal? I would pay... Second part question is okay. what would you throw? Okay, great. Because um, <clears throat> I was actually going to ask you that if you hadn't asked me. So this is good. We riff off each other. This is podcasting 101 right here. We're doing um, it just like the books I bought said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say... <clears throat> That I would pay for a Steven Seagal Zoo, for admission to the Steven Seagal Zoo, I would pay fifty dollars on a um to be just a regular uh uh customer, you know, just like any mm-hmm. any given day, any given Sunday, as 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 the saying goes, uh, to show up to the Steven Seagal Zoo and uh, throw my tomatoes at him or what have you. Um, I'd pay about $50. However, I would pay about $150 uh, because I don't have very much money. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, the uh, investments into Steven Destroy uh, have, not been, <laughs> have not been heavy so well, far. But when we smelt down that iHeartRadio podcast award <laughs> and give it to our local pawn shop. Yeah. Yeah, we sell it to our local pawn shop. Then I might have $150 to my name. And when that occurs, I would pay $150 to go to the Stephen Destroy uh, uh, Zoo uh, with a handgun that I would... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Okay. I'll let our noble viewers uh, fill in the rest. So, James, um, same question <laughs> to you. What would, how much would you pay? Uh, and I'll say, how much would you pay to be a normal guest? How much would you pay mm-hmm. to be the first guest? And uh, first what w- guest. <laughs> and, and, and what would you throw? All right. I think just to be so. So when you say normal guest, you said like throwing tomatoes and stuff, right? Yeah, like it, it's like a commercial uh, uh, thing. Like like plenty of people have mm-hmm. gone already. It's regulated. Right, but so that that implies though I I'm not able to pick what I throw, only tomatoes. Well, you and are just to like see them in a cage. You are able to pick what you throw. I think that the underlying thing with with what I said is that I think somebody would have beaten me to it. Um, so I would I, I uh so, so I suppose, you know, I was putting on too much thought into it, a classic Dylan J bit, but um, yeah, th- I'll, I'll say that that's the only reason I I wanted to pay to be the first one in there is I wanted to know it, it, it could be me, you know, so got it yeah i mean i i think being the first one in there the kind of benefit that would have is he wouldn't really know what to expect you know yeah and he's not gonna know who's coming he's might be thinking maybe you know i've got some fans coming they're gonna be excited to see me yeah he'd be he'd be expecting flowers yeah and then i stroll up and i got like uh a brick 
Yeah. That I wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. And uh, just to see the the color fade from his face yeah. would be... <laughs> because the rules go, you could throw anything. I think with Steven's... Uh, uh, perhaps with Steven's ego, maybe he would think that that he would only get adoring fans. I could be wrong, but maybe he would think that. I mean, I'm I'm imagining Steven being caught um, out in the the Russian wild. Yeah. Um, someone puts like one of those long rods with the lasso kind of thing at the end. Yeah. You know, like the little zip tie loop around mm-hmm. his neck and tightens it real quick, and then they put him on a boat and they bring him back to america like uh king kong yeah they drug him and then he wakes up in a cage mm-hmm. kind of like king kong <laughs> yeah a lot of parallels to king kong here yeah um and they're both they both belong in jail <laughs> <laughs> yeah why you know um yeah king kong should have been behind bars man well he arguably was but I think that implies that we've completely misunderstood the point of King Kong. You know, one might say. Uh, let's play the game. Oh, sure. Well, you didn't answer my game. Oh, what, what how, was the well, question? Just how, how much would I pay? Yeah, how much would you pay? How much you paying to get into that zoo? I would not pay very much for the fir- to be the first. To be the um, first. I, I acknowledge the benefit to it, like I said, but... I'm totally fine with not being the first and not seeing that disappointment and fear in his eyes. Um, I also don't have a lot of money. Um, I have more than Dylan because I've been secretly selling his things behind his back. Yeah, I have, um, I have been losing a lot of stuff, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm relieved to know where it's been going. Yeah, I have been stealing and selling it. Um, I would pay... I think I would pay a thousand dollars to hit steven seagal with a brick (laughs) yeah i'd pay 50 150 (laughs) but that's again you know i think if i had james barrett money because i have you know i had some pretty expensive stuff that you stole yes plasma Um, plasma uranium (laughs) yeah unobtainium (laughs) yeah i had a lot of things in here um i had you know I had, a, I had a fully encased mummy in here. Totally sure, stolen. Bro. Totally stolen by, by yeah, James Barrett. Yeah, you lost me. Sorry, No, bud. and... No, but... Well, one way or the other. You get it? No, but... James, if you, if, you, if you think that I'm a stranger to a yes and bit, then, <laughs> then you, uh, you truly know nothing about me. No, but I do know a little thing or two <laughs> about, about this game. About this game. WTS. What the Steve? We gonna play it? Well, that's where you input the theme song. Right. Okay. Um, so I have nine questions for you. And if you get, I guess, f- five of them right, you have to watch Hubie Halloween for next week. But if you get, uh, okay, so if you get five, okay, here's how the game works. If you get five or more right, you do have to watch Clementine and Hubie Halloween for next week. Right. But if you get less than five right, so um, five or more wrong, then you have to watch Clementine and Hubie Halloween and um, Half Past Dead 2 
for next week, all three. Jesus. Jesus. So I have to get I have to get five correct to not yeah, have the five worst, out of nine, right? To, to not have the worst week of my life, I have to get five right. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, I'm gonna watch Hubie Halloween and Clementine too. So. Yeah. I think maybe you were a little more excited about Hubie Halloween than me, but that, you know, it's whatever. <clears throat> All right, are you ready? I mean, I'm always ready for the games. Okay. Um, oh, so here's how the game. Here's what the game is. Oh sure. Um, I have nine quotes. They're either going to be from uh, Steven Seagal. Okay. From the Steven Destroy podcast. Or um, Mark Marin from the um, episode of Steven Destroy podcast where he guest hosts. Um, okay. Um, so these Seagal quotes, will they be from movies I've seen? They are quotes, I believe, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, t- I tried to make this the case, and I think that it's true for all of them. These are quotes from Steven Seagal himself, personally, outside film roles. I see. <clears throat> okay and the you think other I would ones just be saying quotes for movies that we've seen i don't know he said a lot of boring shit um, that's true and and then the their marin quotes from his episode on St- steven destroy yes so um the first one's what is this what do you do here where am i who are you um now, I don't know where these quotes are from. Um, they might not even be real quotes from these people. I, you know, I used BradyQuote.com. From these people, you're 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 referring to to just Mark Marin, right? There aren't yeah. other people. Okay. Well, I was referring to Mark and Steven. Okay. That th- those two people. There are other people in the game. You know what, man? Just start asking. So it's either Mark or Steve. Yeah. Okay. Well, you said there are you other have to people say, in the you game. You have to say their full names, or it counts as wrong. Okay. Well, yeah, I can I can see the confusion there, so that's fine. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, all right. Fine. All right. Play the game theme music. And this isn't, like, specific to this game. This is the music that we always play before we play a game. It's yeah. our exciting game yeah, show. Yeah, I'm music. really... Okay. I, I do really love our game music. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. So you're all set? You know what? I'd say I'm 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 ready and steady. Okay. Here we go now. Jerusalem syndrome is actually a rare psychological condition that occurs to some visitors to the Middle East. They get to Israel and just snap. Uh Marin. Mark Marin. <sighs> uh, as a close one, almost lost by Jeopardy rules. That is Mark Marin cool um i am hoping that i can be known as a great writer and actor someday rather than a sex symbol mark maron steven seagal damn i felt like that one could have gone either way um you ready of course you're one for one brother i know my people are my people. They love me and I love them. I would not be here without them. And another really could go either way type of quote here. Um, I'm going to go with Steven Seagal. You are correct. Nice. 
Very nice. Show business is one of the few businesses that the devil will actually agree to own just a portion of your soul because he knows if you have a performer's ego, you are probably working for him all along. Uh, Mark Marin. Correct. That was a gimme because you know Steven would never admit he had an ego. Yeah, absolutely not. All right. So what? You have three right now? That sounds accurate. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, get fucked, bitch. I- <laughs> Fuck you and die. Is that a, um, can, is that a Marin quote or a Seagal quote? Uh, you're you're gonna win this game. <laughs> Keep it going though. Keep it rolling. Uh, you Keep... are no. I mean, you're gonna win this game. But I only, um, got, I only gotta get two more. Well, I, all right. <laughs> I love music. I love filmmaking. I love law enforcement. Boy, uh, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that this one is Steven Seagal. Yeah, it's Steven. Yeah. Um, surprised I, we, <laughs> I was just surprised we didn't have any pro-cop quotes from Mark Maron in there. Yeah. Well, he's scrubbed the internet clean of all of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, here we go. My CIA godfather told me he'd never heard any American speak Japanese so Ste- well. Steven Seagal. Yeah, you, you, you win the game. <laughs> well, let's just see how many I can get. Uh, okay. For my own I'm vanity. Not com- yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm not completely sure we aren't all living in a hallucination now. Uh, I'm going to go with Mark Marin. Correct. Wow. I'm sad to see the passing of the great drug warriors. I certainly did my part in that battle, and I don't regret any of it. That's uh, also Mark Marin. Correct. <clears throat> All right, here's the last one. I always hated being a child. I always felt like an adult trapped in a child's body. Oh, man, this is the only one that I felt like could go either way in, in quite a while. Um, I'm going to go with Steven Seagal here. You are correct. Nice. You have won uh, WTS with the Steve. Uh, what can I say, man? This is uh, this is what I do. I win games. Yeah, you 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 do very well. Um, I know the fans think that I I try and you know let you win. Um, I do occasionally put in a couple easy ones. Um, I want it to be entertaining. All right, it's not it's not about beating down my friend. All right. It's about doing the best show we can for the the listeners, for the Patreon patrons, not the regular listeners. Um, I don't let Dylan win. I just am bad at making games. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should. Maybe one of these days I should make a game. You know, see if you can well, pass the old the old Dylan J test. You know, it's not as easy as it sounds. I believe you, which is why I've never made one. So. All right, now, here's another game. Oh, doubling up. Okay. I call it Who Be Halloween. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to say um, a person, and you have to tell me if they are in Hubie Halloween according to the Wikipedia page. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. You all set? 
Yeah. Uh, Why? What is, is funny? Uh, no, this is just my favorite part of our Steven Seagal uh, podcast. Is the Hubie Halloween part? Okay. <clears throat> Shaquille O'Neal in Hubie Halloween. Yeah. In it. Oh, was that your answer? I thought that was a question for some reason. <laughs> They're like Shaquille O'Neal at Hubie Halloween. Um, yeah, he's in it. Great. Um, hey, Steve Buscemi, not in it. He is in it. Damn it. Um, Kevin James, not in it. He is in it. I've I've sent pictures of how fucked up he looks. They made him look like a werewolf. Yeah, but I don't I, think I, he is a werewolf. But I, did, maybe he I, did, is. I did not look at those pictures. Well, he's in it. Um, Ray Liotta. Not in it. He's in it. So so you're just reading the the cast of Hubie Halloween. No, I'm playing who? <laughs> the Halloween. Okay. Are you ready? You could tell me anything. For okay. These, are you, you know? are you ready to play the game? Yes, sure. Lavelle Crawford, you know who what? played Huel in Breaking Bad. Sure. He was in Hubie Halloween. You are correct. Let's get it, dude. Rob Schneider. In it. Correct. Michael Chiklis. Definitely in it. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, Maya Rudolph. What would Hubie Halloween be without Maya, Maya Rudolph? Totally in it. You are correct. Hope, uh, I'm, hope I'm hope I'm correct on both accounts, bro. What would Hubie Halloween be without her? Nothing. Did I already ask you if Tim Meadows was in it? Well, and if if you didn't, the answer is yes. You're correct. Uh, George Wallace. I I think you know what. I think I remember him being in it. Like he's in it. He's in it. Um, someone named Noah Schnapp. <laughs> oh man, it's been a while since I've reviewed it, but I think I, I you know what I think he is in it. You are correct. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Yes. What about? Hey, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play this game anymore. Okay. Well. You win. That's great news. Um. Okay. Do you wanna you wanna wrap up our show for the week? Uh, oh yeah. Forgot we were doing it. Um. Yes. Let's let's uh, let's finish the show. Okay. Sentencing. Sentencing. You remember out of reach? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was woofing for the sentencing, not out of reach. Um, mm-hmm. I do remember out of reach. Yes. Yeah. Well, happy twentieth episode. Happy twentieth. <laughs> happy twentieth birthday, dude. Yeah. Happy twentieth birthday to Steven Destroy. Yeah. Twenty years it, of this. I can't believe we made it this long. Yeah. Well, what do you you remember out of reach? We we have talked. What feels like very little about Out of Reach, but I guess we talked about it for like forty. Oh, we oh, I, I did like a whole Hubie Halloween bit at the beginning, actually. Yeah, we got a good like thirty minutes of of that movie talked about. Well, that's fine. 
All right. It's cool. All right, you guys. It's a free podcast. Yeah. Stop asking us so much. Yeah. It's like stop wanting us to talk about Steven. Yeah. Stop, you know, asking saying, Hey Dylan, hey James, uh, do the podcast that you advertise to us. No. Do the podcast. <laughs> do the podcast you do. <laughs> Don't just sit there and read the cast list of Hubie Halloween off Wikipedia. Yeah, and make it into a game. How about this? It's not a game. How about how about this? How about we'll do whatever the fuck we want? Yeah. How about this? Uh, Peyton List from uh, Jesse from Hubie Halloween. I guess that's correct. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what Hubie Halloween is. uh, Well, you're gonna find out tomorrow. uh, Tomorrow. Yeah. James and I will be hosting a screening on Zoom. Do you want to do a, a live commentary? Yeah, and that we'll just do that instead of watching Clementine. Or, okay, now hear, okay, <laughs> hear me out. I'm going to. I don't have a choice. I'm your, I, you know, Well, you could just turn it off. You could, you could just walk off. Um, JK. Yeah, um, we know the rules around here. We could do our episode on Clementine during our Hubie Halloween commentary. Okay, so Hubie's on in the back, and yeah, we, well, we talk Clementine. It's syncable, so people are supposed to sync it up. We'll watch Hubie Halloween. We'll talk Clementine while we watch. Yeah. We're not allowed to specifically mention anything that happens on screen during Hubie Halloween. Well, that kind of ruins the fun. Well, but we'll we'll make, uh, uh, you know, we'll have reactions. We'll go. <laughs> yeah. And we'll go, oh, no. Or you like, know? oh, did you see Shaq's in it? Yep, we'll say things like that. Um, okay. But, you know, we want it to be more of a, you know, uh, Dark Side of the Moon uh, and Wizard of Oz type of thing. We don't want it to be ter- terribly blatant. Yeah, I'm... Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is a single commentary track. I think it, it's inherently gonna... Well, it's also uh, a commentary on Clementine, though. <laughs> well, it's a different kind of commentary on Clementine. Let's sentence... Stephen. Stephen for Out of Reach. Now... Right. What what do you what do you think, Ken? You know what? I think that out of reach. It, out of reach sucks, dude. Um, it, it I mean it does, but it's not really out of reach's fault. It's yeah, it's Steven's fault. And uh, and it, and here's the thing. I think that I have to set an example with out of reach. And I'll tell you why. And it's because every one of these movies is bad. <clears throat> and it, which, which I hate saying. Because again, like I really wish that we could have seen one or two good movies. And I've given up hope on that now. Uh, with the exception of Machete. I think that we, we have one final hope with Machete. But otherwise, none of these movies are good. And it's almost always Steven's fault. Um, but at least in the past, Steven was there for it. Um, Steven now no longer even shows up for these movies. Steven is in the movie, yes. He delivers dialogue, yes. But when dialogue comes out problematic for any reason, i.e. he's talking too fucking quietly for the microphones to, to pick him up, um, you know, that's a reason for an actor to uh, uh, head back in and do a little ADR. And uh, Steven refusing to do that is uh egregious this is this this takes away the last thing that i could have at least 
I don't want to ever say I don't ever want to say respected Stephen Four, but at least like acknowledged that he did. He, you know what? He he's he's a piece of shit on like every conceivable level, with the exception of his environmentalism, I suppose. But at least he showed up and churned out fifty-two movies because he loved the art. That's what I thought coming into this podcast nine months ago, or however long it's been two or 12, 12 years ago, <laughs> however long it's been. Um, that's what I thought. I was like, I want to see what the fuck he's been doing. I like want to see if he's just like going crazy. If he feels regrets, if he feels no remorse, I want to see it. I want to see it come out in the movies. And what comes out in the movie is pure, unadulterated, unfiltered apathy. And that needs to be punished. I'm giving Steven Seagal 80 years for Out of Reach. 80 years. Powerful. Um, I feel insane. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do. I feel insane. <laughs> and um, I agree with all of your basic premise. I think Steven Seagal hates to act. I know we've determined that already. Uh, but I think he hates to act. I think he hates to make the movies. And um, I think the only thing comparable to that is actually going to be how much I hate to watch them. Yeah. Um, and inspired by... And I feel good about this. I know everyone's going to say this is a stunt sentencing, but I feel good about this. It feels right, and that's what's that's what matters here, is how it feels, and it feels right to me. Mm-hmm. All right? So inspired by our discussion about um, Stephen in the jail, I'm going to give Stephen 1,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, that's worse. Than than Nolan coming on here and giving him a life sentence for one of the better movies that we've seen, like like that is that that is us, that is you and 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 I suppose my my eighty years is 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 on a similar wavelength of just just giving in and just saying fuck it, fuck this, I've I've had enough, yeah. I'm mad, <laughs> I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Yeah, yeah, so. Look, you, the listener <clears throat> at home, you must uh, you must be thinking a lot of things about us, but we, we think a lot of things about you. We, we first of all, we appreciate you. We are we're uh, uh, we're very grateful for you, the listener. And um, the 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 idea of a listener, because. Dylan, what are you doing? <laughs> the idea of... I have a whole bit that we're going to bring it in here. Oh, okay. The All idea right. of a listener to me is the only thing that stops me from coming on here and reading the Wikipedia uh, synopsis, giving him a sentence, and, turn it, and turning it all off. So, um, you know... You know what does it for me? What's that? Love of the game. Love of the game. I do not love the game. I love our humble viewers. And uh, uh, you know what? I, I do. I love the you game. You mean the... The uh, the peepers, <laughs> yeah. Well, them I do not love. Our humble peepers, our, our humble peepers, our humble uh, creepsmen. One might yeah. say. Yeah. Um. So Stephen's current sentence is two consecutive life sentences <laughs> plus one thousand. Uh, oh wait, actually, hold on. I forgot to calculate yours. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
brief aside while you do that calculating did you think that <laughs> i was just about to go on like a like a scholarly uh like textbook <laughs> like a reading of like what a, a listener is no honestly i thought that you were like floundering and waiting for me to cut in <laughs> i thought you like needed help brother there's no floundering on steven destroy wow. if we cared about floundering we wouldn't make this podcast we'd make a better one I guess that's true. <laughs> All right, Steven sentence two consecutive life sentences plus uh, one thousand seven hundred and forty three years, and he's earned every one of them. He really has. Fuck this dude. Yeah, honestly, I think that so- sometimes I don't really understand my thoughts on Steven until uh, the, the, you know, the show's a bit like therapy for Steven. Uh, uh, for Steven. Uh, <laughs> for Steven Seagal, uh, uh, watchers like myself um uh these episodes do serve a a sort of therapeutic uh uh sense in like feeling seen we 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 talk to each other and we 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 work out what the fuck happened in this week's movie and you feel like you come to some sort of uh, consensus with yourself after it's over and so sometimes i realize my thoughts about steven in the moment and I think that that kind of talking it out there that like I was really just kind of curious to see what he'd been doing uh, and was really hoping that there was any sort of risk or passion or I thought like, oh, well, like nobody's watching. Maybe he's doing something wild, you know, and the fact that that's that that's not true and that he hates the movies as much as we do is appalling. Uh, and I feel as though uh, when I said I don't remember what episode, but very early on in the show when I gave him like two years for above the law or something or like something like very light for one of those early movies. And I was like, yeah, I got to save the big sentences for later. We're in the big sentences and we're not going to stop until machete probably. Um, and, and maybe next week if he's not in the movie. Uh, but there is truly just nothing. Uh, this is just a, an endless void of emotionless nonsense uh, that I would not wish upon my worst enemy to have to watch all of these movies. Uh, so that's been Stephen Destroyed this week. Well, James, you got anything on. to add? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. IMDb Trivia! Uh, yeah. My favorite bit. The fans were screaming, dude. They were so mad at me. <laughs> they were fucking pissed. Uh, so Oof. last week, our trivia for Belly of the Beast. Uh, Dylan, do you remember it? absolutely not it is insane <laughs> so it is steven seagal got his first palm pilot during filming and kept showing it off to co-stars he was so proud of it until he dropped it during shooting and it broke on his foot that is why his feet hurt and that uh, was approved and is still up such a good just such a such a great piece of trivia there i can't believe we were able to figure to find that out you know well it takes our, connections our invest- yeah investigative journalism a nose for the truth a nose for the story yeah do you think that on the basis of imdb trivia we could count this as a journalistic podcast <laughs> um no i think it's like fake news podcast or something i think it's some sort of weird like psyop in some way <laughs> yeah there's like one steven seagal fan out there who's just living in a totally like fake world that we've created for them can you imagine that's what you know what that's what i do it for that's why i turn on the mics every week 
Yeah, to gaslight some Steven Skull fans. <laughs> yeah. Is that gaslighting? I mean, I don't I think, know. I think that's just lying. I think that. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I guess think, it is just lying. Yeah. <laughs> I think gaslighting. Like, I think it has like yeah, it has like an underlying like theme or something. Yeah, it's just a little bit more like uh, um, elaborate. Sure. Um. So, Dylan, what's our trivia for this week? For this week, uh, is there, I mean, like, is there anything noteworthy about this movie that we can like turn into trivia? I like genuinely have to think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, we did dubbing stuff. We wasted our dubbing bit with uh, The Foreigner. Yeah, we did. What do we say about The Foreigner, if you recall? That it was Steven doing the dub, but he changed his <laughs> voice passive-aggressively. Yeah, that's pretty good. I that, that was a pretty good one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 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 uh, um, <laughs> um. We could say, let's say something about how much Steven hates these movies. Yeah. Um, let's just say something about how much Steven hates movies. Yeah. Um, although, like, the one that got denied was the one where he said Steven didn't watch movies. Did we mention any, like, specific movies by name? Um, no. It was for executive decision. Or he said that he didn't realize his character died because he never saw the movie because he famously doesn't watch movies. <laughs> that is pretty good. I'm sad that that one got taken down. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, the trivia should be... Um, Steven Seagal hated this movie. Steven Seagal hates every movie he's been in. Steven Seagal belongs in the Steven Seagal Zoo. <laughs> okay. That works. Ste- yeah, I I like it. Okay. Steven Seagal hated this movie. Steven Seagal hates every movie he has ever been in. Um, let's let's change it a little bit so it's not like an opinion because I think that might raise some flags. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I'm gonna change it to um. Steven Seagal prefers <laughs> to live in the Steven. And I'll put it in quotes. Steven Seagal Zoo. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Steven Seagal hated this movie. Steven Seagal hates every movie he has ever been in. Steven Seagal prefers to live in the Steven Seagal Zoo. <laughs> yeah, what else can you say? All right, well, let's submit these updates. <laughs> yeah. This week's big update. All right. Um... How you feeling? How you feeling about Clementine and Hubie Halloween joint episode next week? <laughs> um, look, I'm not excited to watch either of those movies. Um, <clears throat> uh, viewers may be surprised to know that uh, I, I just inherently don't like it when people tell me to watch or listen to things. And uh, I w- so it's a real wonder that uh i'm in a podcast that is entirely predicated on somebody telling me to to watch a movie every week that's somebody being well, god, it's not being exactly god, it's not I, I think people could argue that you have willingly agreed that we will watch these movies i think hubie halloween is the first one that i have <laughs> well besides the other one MacGruber. Ext- oh well i i'm not i've not made you watch mcgruber <laughs> 
Well, and you, hey, you can disappoint me and the fans and not watch Hubie Halloween next week. I'm gonna come in yeah. whole hog ready. But you know what? I, to I talk was some HH. I was thinking about not watching Hubie Halloween, but you did tell me that Shaquille O'Neal and Kevin James were in it, and those are two of my favorite stars on the big screen. And well, you know so, who else is in it? Who would that? Yeah, who else is in it? Maya Rudolph. Yes, but you know who else is in it? Tell me. Bradley Stephen Perry. Oh. Known for his role as Gabe Duncan on the Disney Channel family sitcom Good Luck Charlie, and for his role as Roger Allingston III in Disney's high school musical spinoff film Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Do you think there will be jokes about that? No. Not at all. Okay. Um, okay. I'm feeling good about Hubie Halloween. I'm more excited to watch Hubie Halloween than I have been any of these movies for a very long time. Um, I have been looking forward to Hubie Halloween for quite a while because mm-hmm. I knew that I could um, watch it and forcibly turn this podcast <laughs> into a Hubie Halloween podcast. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to next week. Um, Clementine, not so much. I think Clementine's going to be a slog. Um, I'm really is, not looking forward to Clementine, to be to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's going to be a huge slog. Um, I think it's going to have like a little cameo by steven um it is subtitled and i know you can't read so that's gonna be tough big problem <clears throat> here's what but, i'll say mm-hmm. here's what i'm afraid of for common time and i and, and maybe we'll get on here next week and this won't be the case but this is what i'm afraid of i'm afraid that this is going to be a steven seagal movie a straight to dvd seagal movie like the ones we've been constantly seeing except steven won't even be in it and we're just going to be left with all of the other actors that are usually around Steven in one of these movies. And so this is just going to be fucking an hour and a half of like, uh, I don't even remember these movies anymore. Uh, like an hour and a half of like belly of the beast with no Steven in it or out of reach or out of reach. Um, well, I, yeah. I, w- I will say, in Clementine's defense, I I don't know if it was like um, direct to DVD in South Korea. It's it's a straight up South Korean movie, so it very well could have been a theatrical release there. I really don't know. Um, it just it did not get one in the United States. You know, I was looking at the IMDb page here of Steven Seagal to like remember the names of his movies. And I, like, by title, can't remember which ones are which. For some, For some of them. Like, I had to look at The Foreigner and, like, remember which one was The Foreigner. But that's the really confusing one, right? With the, the, mm-hmm. the forum post telling us what it all means. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like blissful ignorance to me. I remember every Steven Seagal movie that we've seen. That's mortifying. I, I remember every frame. Um... Do you got anything to add? Or are we uh we're about ready to tap out of this thing? Yeah, I think we're about ready to call it. Um see you next week for Hubie Halloween. Our out out of out of reach trivia has been approved. That's all it took, man. I think that Nothing. IMDB uh, knows about us and they like us now. IMDB's fans. Thanks, IMDB. IMDB is fans. I agree. IMDB is fans. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our trivia next week <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to add. Um, we haven't really done any Alex Jones bits in a while. We could do a, like an extended run about Alex Jones that just drags out the length of the podcast for a very long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, uh, I I did an Alex Jones at one point over the weekend for a for a friend, and uh, I was able to make it apparently startlingly good. Uh, but I can't remember what I said similarly to the Under Siege episode where I couldn't remember the quote, therefore I would would refuse to impersonate him. And that's exactly where I am today. I, uh, unless, unless I have a quote ready to go, I refuse to impersonate Alex Jones. Well, then let's, let's call it. Let's De- call it. <laughs> Time of death. Time of death. One hour, 36 minutes, 13, 14 seconds or so. Um, hey, guys. Thanks. Oh well, we have we have um, our plugs or like our fans, yeah, you know, our, our, our stuff, uh, our yeah, our stuff, <laughs> our famous plugs section. Yeah, um, patreoncom slash society. A lot of fun stuff on there. Yeah. Um, if I knew what sort of fun stuff would be coming up about five months from now, I would plug that specifically. But um, you get all the past stuff, too. There is uh, Talk Film Society Fest that's going to be up there. Again, this is happening like five months from now when this comes out, but it will still be up, so it still exists, and that's fun. Um, I'm on an episode there talking about a good movie, and um, I was a little too excited and a little too keyed up brought a little bit too much steven destroy energy um that's fun i'd argue um, there, there's no such thing as too much steven destroy energy i would argue that there's only too much steven destroy energy <laughs> um what else we got uh the 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 email steven destroy podcast at gmail.com leave five star reviews wherever you get your podcasts yeah. What, what else you got? Um, uh, our wonderful artwork. Yeah, by our good friend Michelle, uh, Michelle Goldchain over at uh, over at Artsplain. She's great. Um, Dylan, you got anything you want to plug in March? Now that we're like more, <laughs> now, that we, now that we put ourselves in that headspace, yeah, which we very rarely do. What's coming? What's coming up for you in March 2021 that you want to plug? You know, I can only hope that I have uh, uh, music that I could share with you in March of 2021. It's currently out of my hands. So I, I, I uh, sincerely hope that by March of 2021, there's music for me to share with you. But if there isn't any yet, it might be coming out soon. So yes, check out my band, check out permits for parking. Nolan's in that band. You remember Nolan? He's been on two yeah. episodes. Come check yeah. us out. Um, my uh, comedy album will be out. Yeah. by march um pasta and sauce man pasta, pasta and sauce i was trying to think of something goofy but all i could think of was uh some some lowbrow toilet gags <laughs> um you know like my comedy album oops all fart noises <laughs> yeah but that's not really the the you know stuff we do here on steven destroy yeah but we're a little bit more highbrow than that yeah but our inability to think of things that are funny is uh, a hallmark yeah uh, of our show people know people they listen to it for the calm steven seagal dissection and then 
whenever we get quiet, they'll go, oh, God, they're going to try and make a joke. <laughs> and they can hear us just thinking. They yeah. hear us just sitting at our computers, just straining, and just like, oh, I got a joke. I can I can do it. I can do a joke. Uh-huh. And they're like, they're really, go- they're trying to go after Conan, but it's just not going to work. Yep. There are no Conans. Yep, there are no Conans. There are no, there are no Conan. There are no, there are no Mark Maron. Although I like to think of us as a, a bit of a combination of, of Conan and Mark Maron. You know, one yeah. of us is Conan, one of us is Maron. Yeah. You're both, and I'm the cats. Mark Maron's cats. Right. His famous, the cats famous, he's famous for. His famous cats is part of why I cannot do this podcast in a room uh, alongside James. Because even if there were not a, a pandemic, I would refuse to do this podcast in the same room as him. I'd be sneezing the whole episode. I'd be sneezing the whole episode. Um, and only uh, the couple passionate sneeze fetishist fans that have written to us would enjoy it yeah um i do have one famous sneeze on the podcast that has become something of steven seagal lore or steven destroy yeah. lore yeah you know what <laughs> steven seagal lore yeah well you can't say steven destroy without steven seagal that's gonna do it for <laughs> us tonight folks uh yeah do the well, stuff that we just said the the patreon and the the emails and the reviews do all and all the do all of it thank you if you've listened all the way to the end sincerely thank you um dylan you want to you want to take us out you want to bring us on home i'm just going to bring us on home yeah uh thanks and and uh you know what in the spirit of steven's adr guys i will say to you uh thanks for listening motherfuckers why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car starting to get scared starting to get scared